folks, thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Million Dollar Scale-Up Podcast and I'm your host, Asfar Haider. This is the show all about helping founders who are building software-based businesses get to their first million dollars in revenue and prepare for their journey to scale the business further. Today's episode is the very first. Yes, I really can't believe it myself as I've been wanting to do this for literally ages. On this first episode, I wanted to give some backstory so you can know more about who I am and why I'm super excited about doing this. Okay, interested in that? Well, that's what's coming up on this episode, so keep listening. Again, the Million Dollar Scale-Up podcast is aimed at founders of software-based businesses, and that includes anyone using software in innovative ways, whether it's to create new business systems, apps, consumer platforms, or even products like fashion, where custom-built software becomes a core part of what you do. Now, there are certainly many podcasts and blogs talking about scaling, but the focus here is always going to be at a very practical level to bring together the important things needed to get real results and create a community of like-minded people from around the world. I firmly believe there's a multi-million dollar software idea in every single person, but it's all about the execution to get there. And the reality is that most people right now are unfortunately failing, failing to get their idea off the ground, failing to grow, failing to sell, failing to automate, failing to innovate, and even failing to just survive in their businesses. And we hear countless stories of big successes that make headlines, but for the everyday person, that remains a pipe dream. So I want to level the playing field and make sure you know the fast track methods to make it work. In fact, the way I look at the world, there are only seven major steps everyone needs to master to make it a reality. The first four of which are monetization, customer development, company design, and raising funding if you want it. So we'll definitely get into all of the important topics here, and I'll be inviting experts onto the show to give us their experiences for how to do all of this the right way. So this podcast series is the practical bridge from where you are today to where you want to be. And it's also just seven steps over that bridge to a million dollars. Now, I'm doubly excited today, as I said, because this is the first episode and I have tons and tons of great episodes planned. But today I wanted to give you the backstory to my journey because a lot of people ask me how I got my experience. And actually, I've now been in the software space for over 20 years. And at the start of my career, I was super technical and I, in fact, I was a lead engineer on a 70-person systems development team, and that was at the age of just like 23 or something, 24. And I was working for one of the leading management consultancy firms at the time here in London. And, you know, got, got promoted really rapidly and, you know, things went, things went really, really fast. But I wanted to work abroad, and so I, I chose to join an investment bank in Central Europe, in Germany, and um, I worked with them for a number of years, and that was a fantastic experience. And I had a rapid promotion to director level, um, where we were doing all these kind of like organizational-wide like business redesign. I was flying around the world, living out of a suitcase. Um, and it was a really incredible journey for quite a few years. And I, the thing was that I witnessed so many people at that time. This is now in the mid-90s, actually. I witnessed so many friends building companies, and I was really confident that I could make it work myself. I could build something. I could do something innovative. 
and I kind of caught the bug in the late 90s, just before the dot-com days. So probably at the height of that time, actually, is when I, you know, realized that this was this was what I had to do. And I had these huge external desires, as I understand it now. You know, it was it was partly about money. Yes, it was about that. But it was it was more about the freedom and the ownership aspect of running something and the lifestyle aspect and proving it to myself by by showing others in some way. And I wanted to have choice with what I did. And, and kind of like a level of independence from everything. And I, you know, just saw myself as this really young person. I mean, by that time, I was probably in my early 30s. But I, I wanted to go on an adventure. And I wanted to build some sort of brand or legacy from what I was doing. So I had these these great sort of like, you know, aspirations. Um, you know, that kind of like, I, I really couldn't, that, you know, where I was at the time, that couldn't serve my needs. So the other thing was that I knew I had some things that I... I needed to kind of like figure out for myself. And where I was at the time, I felt very isolated. And things like I'm talking about things like, you know, um, you know, anxiety that I couldn't figure out and, you know, um, feeling of not fitting in, um, feeling of isolation, as I said, you know, all these things were kind of going on at the time. And um, also, I really wanted to gain respect from my parents, actually, and other people. There was like, you know, there was a lot going on in those days. And also, I felt really young. I mean, that was just a time when, you know, for, for those of you listening who are kind of like, you know, in you're still in your 20s, I'm sure you know, at the moment you feel like there's just this huge amount of time ahead. And what happens is that, you know, that can really give you this sense of opportunity. And that, I had that as well. So that's what was going on at that time. Um, and also the fact that I was living out of a suitcase for those like five years or so, I felt really sort of empty inside. And I felt sort of judged somehow by a lot of people. Um, and I really didn't feel comfortable in the world. And I concluded that I was in the wrong place. I concluded that that, that great institution that I was part of, that bank and everything, was, was not for me somehow. And I felt it was going to be impossible for me to really move forward without leaving that, without going into the wide world, without going and finding out what was, at, what was out there in the rest of the world. At that particular time, I can share with you, actually, it was around... 97 or 98. Uh, in fact, at that particular time, after being in the bank for about five years, I realized that I knew nobody outside the bank, apart from, you know, my relatives, wherever they were. But I knew nobody else. It was so kind of like insular in that environment. And it was a choice. Do I stay in this now for the rest of my days? Or do I leave this comfortable environment and go out and explore? And so obviously, that's what I decided to do. Um, and, you know, because really what had happened is I hit some sort of a wall in that sense. You know, I'd, I'd, it was like decision time had come. Um, and so the other thing was that I realized that the only way I could really sort of figure out all of my kind of internal desires was by achieving some independence from that corporate structure. I realized I had so many things to figure out. And it wasn't just about, you know, some sort of product or something. It was It was more about that that I wanted to... Uh, kind of explore for myself. So found myself in New York, the end of the 90s, and, um, you know, essentially left that organization and and chose to join a, a friend of mine who was uh, from university, actually, in London, but a friend of mine from university who, who was in New York as well. And we decided to team up and start a company. And it, those in those days, it was 
you probably read about stuff that happened in the dot-com days and everything, and it was a, the wild, wild west and all sorts of stuff. Um, and for us at that time, it seemed perfectly logical. It seemed completely the right thing to do. He had a lot of connections in the financial, uh, on the financial side. I had a lot of technical operational sort of knowledge and skills. So it was a great kind of like um, coming together. And so we built, built a plan to, in fact, I built that plan um, to build a, that business, to put, in fact, we designed, you know, a, a plan to put software onto the internet if that hadn't been done especially not for kids um, for like, uh, you know, desktop type solutions. And, um, and so the plan came together um, to do that. And then my personal plan was to, to launch this company. And then I could then go out and give back to the rest of the world. That was, I had this kind of like pie in the sky, you know, kind of like imagination that that's what I wanted to do. And that was my burning desire to keep me moving. I really didn't think that, that was going to be such a complicated thing, actually, to build this software company. Things were starting and launching so quickly. We had plenty of funding around the corner. Everything looked really, really rosy. So we put this plan together. And actually, that plan is what got us a relationship with Microsoft. Senior management, actually. So we got chosen by, by Microsoft to be like a key partner in this space. So we, we in fact, launched a business to um, to put uh, onto the internet what is today like Office 365 for anybody who knows that. Um, but essentially, we did the the pre precursor version, or in fact, the two versions before of what is currently, you know, Microsoft's flagship kind of online subscription product. Um, and we were able to raise thirty million dollars. Incredibly, you know, and that was all on the back of the fact that we had this this conceptual plan that made sense. Um, and um, so this was incredible, right? This was what a start we had. Um, I mean, we hadn't raised all the thirty million dollars before we started, but we, you know, we were, we were well on our way. Um, and I started down that journey, and that's when everything changed, as I started to realize all the things that I needed to resolve internally in myself, in order to build a truly successful company and and become truly independent in the world. It those things that you know I couldn't resolve when I was still at the bank were things that I suddenly realized, you know, a year or two in to building this new company, that, that were things that I still had to resolve. I still had to figure out, you know, how to do those things. And I had relied heavily on that friend of mine from university to, to get things going. Um, so I was really kind of exposed. And it turned out to be the biggest challenge of all. Working with a co-founder that, that wanted to own the whole show um, eventually he literally destroyed the company after we got to profitability because he was just looking out for himself and, and we lost our kind of billion dollar opportunity. Eventually the company was sold to a public company and, uh, eventually bought by GoDaddy actually. So, you know, there was a real, res there was a result there, but it was not the result that we all expected. So this is now back in about 2003. And because of that, I kind of hit a wall again, you know, with, with all of this going on you know, with all good intentions, trying to build this company, ran into this kind of like, you know, wall of, you know, conflict and issues and problems and, you know, um, you know, greed and all sorts of other things. And so at that time, I had to make a decision. Do I go back into corporate? Do you know, or, or do I just continue? And I obviously just decided to continue. Um, and that led me to start a second business in New York. And this time with a uh, different person I knew really well, um, but there was a whole other set of mistakes 
in setting up that business and how you know we managed growth or how I led that business. I mean, I realize now what was really happening. And admittedly, you know, that this was now the mid-2000s. It was a period of hyper growth. Um, but we hired too fast. We fired too slowly. Um, we had a very complicated sourcing process for our products. Actually, that was in the retail fashion industry. And, you know, we were sourcing products from Asia and it got really super complicated. Um, and we got to a million dollars. Now, obviously, you know, second for the second time, that, that first company obviously got there. And now, you know, for the second company, we got to a million dollars again. Um, but the economy changed around about 2008 because of the financial crisis. And it wasn't so much that our business was kind of like, you know, it was, you know, um, you know, that bad. What had happened, though, was that 50% of our customer base went out of business overnight, literally overnight. I remember it, like mid-2008. There was a bank called Bear Stearns that went under. Then there was a bank in the UK that uh, went under. And all of this created this shockwave across the whole industry and literally 50% of our customers went out of business. And these were all retail stores around the US and retail stores around the world in places like Japan. It was just unbelievable. It was not something that anyone could possibly have predicted, right? It was like the worst case scenario. So this was, you know, crazy times. And um, I hadn't, as I say, I hadn't anticipated any of that. So at the age of 42, I ended up losing everything. And returned to London, and literally, I had just five dollars left. Right, that's what I, I had to get the stopping bus from New York to Newark Airport, and I had to, and I had like five dollars left in my pocket, and I had a half million dollar mortgage on my house in London that was rented out, and I, you know, and I couldn't pay that either. Didn't know how, um, and what I realise now is that when you don't know what you're doing, that's what can easily happen, right? That's just what happens. You, 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 you start these companies, you start to do what you're doing, and it's only once you're so involved, once you're so immersed, that you realize what you actually needed to know to, even, to be able to even get out of that situation, right? It just becomes incredibly complex if you're not prepared for the journey. So... I ended up hitting a second wall in a way, right? 2009. And basically got back to London and after 11 years of starting these companies, going on that journey, I was back to square one. Living in my mother's spare room, you know, with a blank sheet of paper, wondering what am I going to do next? So this has been really, it's been a massive, massive journey, massive learning experience for me. Now, look, yes, I built two companies that hit a million dollars and I had the practical experience of delivering results, but they hadn't scaled and a lot of time and energy was wasted, huge amounts, right, in terms of the end result of what we were actually working on. And that burned at me every single day, every day from 2010 onwards, I reflected on what we could have done better or, or should have done better. Right. And it, it just really burned me because I said to myself, how could it be? How could it be that, you know, life, you know, had been so good and you take a, an honest move to go and do something to contribute to the world and that you can end up 
with literally, you know, just just everything gone, right? So I started going to all sorts of startup events and panel discussions and so on. I was even invited to be on a you know a panel judge on on quite a few kind of events and so on with with some really quite respected places because I I come somehow lived the journey. And what was interesting was this is now the early two thousand like two around two thousand eleven twelve thirteen around that time. Um, what I found was that this was a really common story. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. Once I finally got out there into the into the into the uh, you know the community, and um, you know started networking a lot with people and understanding their journey. How come they were at this event? What the, what were they doing? I realized that there were a lot of people who had had a really really tough time. Like okay, m- most of them had made had made some errors and mistakes and stuff, and it it had, it had not sort of caused them like catastrophic type failure and stuff. But many were really already a little bit burnt out, right? They'd already tried things and it had just been so difficult and complicated. And the fact is, so many people were losing everything. There were a few people that had lost their house, you know, their parents' money, their life savings, trying to build a business. And it's no wonder that real innovation in the world has completely dried up. You know, what we see around us is just a it's just a fra- it's just a fraction of what it could be you know i read blogs these days all the time which say that you know it's the vcs that are stopping innovation or something else is stopping innovation but everyone's complaining that in actual fact innovation has kind of stopped but really in my mind the fact is that the majority of people are having that same experience they're trying stuff and just get their fingers burnt massively right so I ended up getting a series of coaches and mentors. And what I realized is that while failure is our greatest teacher, there was, there was actually nothing wrong with my external desires and my plans and my ideas. The reality was that it was down to a number of things on an internal basis that, that you know, were were always going to stop me from being successful, always going to stop me from, you know, making the right decisions. So whether it was that particular friend in New York, you know, from university or that other friend, you know, and, and what we were doing and stuff, it was, it was much less to do with the actual characters and much more to do with my ability to make decisions. And that comes down to internal things which I had to basically figure out, right? And I I don't mind sharing with you some of what those things were, but it was things like, you know, anxiety issues or, you know, ability to speak up at the right time, um, you know, being very introverted, um, you know, that kind of programmer type at the beginning. Um, Self-trust, which is a term that I've, you know, come to really understand much better. The fact that, you know, there's a reason why I trusted other people too much because I didn't really trust myself for some reason, right? And so this has been a real learning curve and my self-worth and putting others first before myself, right? Not really having a good basis for selecting the right people in my life, you know, an imposter syndrome type issues, you know, unhealthy ego, you know, a lack of respect for money in many cases, right? Oh, 
you know, it's just unbelievable. I'm sharing these things with you because I, I, what I realize now after this 20-year experience is that, you know, building a successful business, getting a business to a million dollars, which is what this podcast is all about, you know, there's an element of that which is about the choice you make in the in the sector that you choose and, and uh, maybe your ability to, to build products and stuff like that. But ultimately, the thing that's going to make the big difference is going to be our internal kind of struggles that whatever the thing is that we're dealing with, because what, and whatever that is early on just starts to kind of get amplified by going into something where we kind of expose ourselves. Now, if we stayed in a corporate environment and we, you know, just, you know, maybe in a guaranteed kind of like job position or whatever, you know, that never gets amplified because you can literally just, you know, do your job and go home, right? But when you put yourself out there trying to build something great, this is when all these things really come to light. And so this made so much sense to me. This is the kind of like unbelievable um, you know, realization that I've had through this journey that, you know what, everything is possible. Absolutely everything is possible. You certainly have to have like the building blocks in place, right? The the, the things you can see, the product and, you know, the, the team and all those things. But actually it's the internal stuff that we've got to figure out. And so that is really what I'm focused on. And continue, and I've now been focused on this for, you know, getting on to ten years. You know, the first five years was a lot of like big learning curve about that, and then the, the last five years has been about being able to apply that and being able to put that into practice, so that I can actually help other people do the same. So the question I would have for you listening to this is, you know, have you thought about what those things are for you? Because to be successful. It's likely that you've got to work on those, right? That's the thing. So think about those. And anyway, that's the gift I believe I can now give to other people. And it's kind of the mission that I'm on. I've realized that if I'd had a good coach mentor or a good kind of like, you know, community that I was part of early on in this process, it could have been so much different, right? You know, I'd have fixed a lot of that stuff early and I'd have like made good choices. And so that's how I can help people today. And so this podcast, and I really want to stress this, is not just about, you know, another podcast to talk about, you know, building a business and, you know, being successful and trying to bring people together. No, there's, there's an element of that, yes. But this is about getting down to the core stuff, the stuff that is going to really make the difference. And I believe that when... People get this stuff right. That is how they can accelerate and get to the top of the pile. And the people that you see in the world who are really successful at an early early age and so on, there was some combination that allowed them to make that work. And they could have basically figured this stuff out on that journey, or they may have been really well prepared for the journey. But somehow they you know, were able to do that. Now, we can also basically work on this and get to the point where it's possible to get a good result, right? And um, so 
that's the reason I am doing what I do. That's the reason why I think I've got the credentials now, after all this journey, after this like, you know, massive ups and downs, to be able to coordinate helping other people. And that's what I really enjoy. It's unbelievable. It's like I left that corporate environment for some reason to go and like start companies. And I had these external desires. But what I realize now is that actually the things that really mean the most to me are the ways that I can help others. And that gives me such an incredibly rewarding feeling that it's made that to be the the real thing that I, I want to do. So that's been my personal transformation. This entire thing has been a personal transformation, right? This is not just about how much money someone has in the bank or something. This is about a personal transformation. And all of us need to go on some kind of transformation to make something great possible. And so I wanted to share this with you. I wanted to share a little bit about what had happened, where I've been, and the fact that, you know, I can easily help people today with the logical stuff, right? Show me a plan. I can help you fix that. And I can help you even build a plan. You know, this is the kind of like the techie logical stuff. That's, that's like, you know, I can almost do that in my sleep now because I've looked at so many plans. I've seen so many things. I've seen what makes, you know, what works and what doesn't work, why people invest in stuff, why they don't invest in stuff, right? But the reality is that we need to figure out the other stuff, right? It's these soft factors which are going to make the big difference. And that's why I'm super excited about this podcast. I've said that a couple of times already today, but that is the real reason I'm super excited because this is going to be the chance for us to talk about this stuff, to bring this stuff out, to see why and how people are being successful, to see what it is going to be that's going to be the delta for you, that's going to take you from the vision you have to your reality of building a million-dollar business. And for some of you today, you're going to say, a million-dollar business, wow, you know, I can't even imagine earning more than like, you know, 30K or something. But but actually, when you start to look at these things from a different angle, you start to realize that there's just a huge number of people out there that need need you know solutions and support and products and all sorts of things and if you get the steps right on that journey that could be you and it could be you that's doing the Elon Musk things in 10 years time right we need to have faith we need to have faith in the realization that actually on if we're showing the right path we can achieve the right result that we want and I'm not saying that, you know, you really want to achieve that big and do, you know, fly to Mars or whatever. But whatever it is in your mind about where you want to get to, whatever that is, maybe it's just a nice house in the country. Um, or maybe it's your ability to give back and, you know, work for people in underprivileged areas of the world. You know, whatever it is for you. But your ability to do that is just around the corner. That's why I'm super excited. And... uh so that's it. That's my journey. And um, I'm going to end there because I think, you know, I've covered quite a lot of stuff. And But I want you to think about this just, just as, a, as a, a, to reflect on a little bit, to say that, you know, where you are today, what are the things that you're trying to do? And think of them from a, from an 
you know, like a tangible kind of results type of point of view, but also from the capabilities point of view. And what are the things internal to your mind that have held you back in the past or that make you wonder about stuff, about your ability to to do things? And those are the things we need to dial into. Those are the things, whether whether this is the only podcast you you listen to my, of the series, and, and but just like for yourself, those are the things you want to dial into for yourself because those are the things that are going to make the difference. So I'll end there. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Asfar Hyder, and as you may know already, my mission on the Million Dollar Scale Up podcast is to help founders building software-based businesses get to their first million dollars in revenue and prepare for their journey to scale the business further. One of my core beliefs is that the best way to maximize your chance of success is by first building a million-dollar monetization process way before you go commercial with your product. If you want to learn more about why and what that means, I'd invite you to learn more from my free webinars and content available on my site, which you can get to by simply visiting milliondollarscaleup.com. So come and visit me there to learn more. Thanks for tuning in and see you on the next episode.